guys. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. How is everybody doing? I hope that you guys are doing fabulous. I am so excited. We have so much, so much in store for you as we are going to talk about some spiritual things. Yes, that's right. We always talk about spiritual things here on Touch by Prayer, but sometimes we need to get into a little bit of some stuff that we can do to kind of partner with God. That's going to give us our breakthrough. And especially where we are right now, it is, um, it's kind of really important for us to kind of take that seat back and to listen to the things that God is saying and, and just to be obedient to the things that, that God is telling us to do. And there have been some people who have really been feeling that push to, to fast, but sometimes we can wonder, well, what, what does that look like? And, and how do I fast? And what's the importance of fasting? Well, we're going to talk about that. So make sure that you pull up a chair, get yourself nice and comfy. We have an hour to talk with my guest. Make sure that you share this. Sharing is caring. So if you guys are here, make sure that you tell us where you're from. Make sure that you say a howdy do, because we want to make sure that we have connectivity. We want to make sure that everybody is able to post. We want to make sure that, uh, that everything is uh, a green light. So if you are here, make sure that you say a quick hello. We'd like to share your comments. And I'm so excited. Um, okay, so I'm going, we are going to talk about, hey, Mama Karen. All right, we're good. We got, we got some people up here. All right, so we are good. Okay, so this is the name of the book. It's called The Jericho Fast. Well, what is that? Well, we hear about the walls of Jericho, but what does that look like? What, why is there something called the Jericho fast and what does it do? And there are so many things behind the walls of Jericho that sometimes we, you know, we hear about the marching, but there's so much more. There's so much more because it was actually an act of obedience and everything that happened with those walls coming down. Because when God needs people to do something, he starts to assemble them. He starts to give them instruction. And sometimes we can't necessarily necessarily hear things. But when we fast and when we pray, it opens up our ears, it opens up our minds, and it opens up our willingness to be more obedient. Because as we starve our flesh, we become more in sync with what our Papa, our Father is saying. So I just want to bring in my guest. Uh, her name is Rhonda Faye Deal. As in, let's make a deal. So welcome, Rhonda. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I'm so excited to finally have you on. This is going to be so much fun to share all the information that you have in this, um, in your book. Yes, I am super excited to be on here. And I thank you for inviting me. It's such a privilege and an honor. And most of all, it's so exciting to talk about God's word and and what you know he can do and and um so i'm just excited for everything um what god is doing and what he's about to do absolutely and he is doing stuff let me tell you something god is moving if anybody doesn't say god isn't moving they're not watching they're not watching the same movie i'm watching because my goodness isn't he moving yes he is and you know i believe he is exposing He's revealing yep. and he is cleaning out. He's separating the wheat from the tares. Yep. And, and, you know, this is the time that, you know, we have to be more in tune than ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about your book. Let's talk about your book. It's called the Jericho fast. I'm just going to bring it up here. Um, and currently it's actually on sale today. It started. See, God is a God who does things and he has timing. His timing is always so perfect. So today it actually went on sale on Amazon for what? 
99 cents. Is that correct? 99 yeah. cents. Who doesn't have a dollar to get a Kindle version of this book? Okay. So why don't we go ahead and why don't you, you start to kind of break down because everybody comes to that moment where they feel that those walls, those things that have been hindering them, that they just, they are not moving. They're just not moving. And we're like, what the heck? We're asking for things to move, but sometimes it takes, it takes us to do something a little unconventional that brings us into that moment. So why don't you kind of share about how you got to the understanding of it? It is time to, to fast. Well, you know, just through my life and through, you know, what I've been through, I knew that just praying in my casual way wasn't doing anything and nothing was budging, nothing was moving. And I just knew I had to do something, you know, um, to shift things. And that was fasting. And when I began to um, put God's word in action and when I began to fast and, and, and combine that, it became a weapon. And the Lord began to speak to me. He said to me, Brody, you got to start praying, you know, and, and naming those things that is coming against you. And a lot of times what we do is we we pray, we fast, but we we don't get technical. You understand? And and that's how, you know, the enemy likes, you know, he likes us to overlook, you know, all what he does. So when we become aware and we we become that we can see that you know, what he's doing, then we're able to call it out. You understand? We're able to, to go in and, and charge in and, and take, take back what the enemy has stolen from us and use our weapon. And that's called fasting. So, um, when I began to combine praying and fasting, it became a weapon. And the Lord said to me something so awesome. He said to me, Rhoda, he said, imagine having a gun without any bullets. It's useless. It's it's useless, right? So when we combine prayer and fasting, it becomes a lethal weapon. And the Lord began to show me. He took me into the place of the time when Joshua and the children of Israel were faced with that gigantic wall. And a lot of times we are faced with situations that seems impossible. Like my life, it was. It seemed impossible for God to turn things around for me and even even change me and I knew I had to take charge I knew I had to get deeper in my word I knew I had to go out and and start trusting God and applying his word and and doing what the children of Israel did and um that's how this book came so real to me and and it, it just just this book i lived it i actually lived it and um he showed me some great um things about the children of israel and joshua when they marched around the jericho walls and he did show me that those walls those bricks they all had names come on they had names yes okay so so tell me what some of the names were depression oh come on oppression come on. oppression Come on. Suicidal, suicidal thoughts. Um, malice. Malice was one of the, the biggest. Shoo. And um, generational curses. Yes. And let me just stop on that. The generational sure. curses. Okay. Um, the thing is, we overlook those generational curses. A lot of times they can get passed down. Just like we can get generational blessings. 
we can get generational curses. Come on. And they can go from generation to generation to generation. Just like this. I know this isn't about Joshua, but listen to this. That when Jacob and Esau, when he he tried to steal the birthright, well, he did. He, he stole the birthright. Um, that was a curse that started. He had a, he 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 tricked his father, and then it happened with his own children. And remember that Joseph was his child. And remember what happened with Joseph when he was thrown into the pit, and the brothers went back and they lied to his father. They lied, and and that was a generational curse of lying and trickery and all that. And it went on down the line. And, you know, a lot of times we don't recognize it, but, but we, we, God has given us the ability now that we can call it out. And God said to me, he said, there's generational curses that we overlook and they become bricks. They become big walls of divorce, of, of pornography, of hate, of, of drugs and abuse and addictions, all kinds of things. And, and it latches on. And it goes from generation to generation. And that's why God has given us the power and authority to bring those walls down, to call those curses out and, and bind it up in the name of Jesus. So the Lord showed me that those bricks has names. And those was one of the names that God had revealed to me about Jericho. Wow, that's crazy. And I love that you said that sometimes that there is, there are generational blessings, but of course there can be curses. Some, you know, we, the church doesn't like to talk about curses to they wrote They don't like to talk about the bad things. They always want to give us like the, the fun and the cute stuff, you know, but they don't want to give us that ability to fight these spiritual battles. I don't know why that they're so afraid because, you know, he who is us is greater than he who is in the world. I mean, I, I'm just saying. So, you know, when God starts to give us these these things that says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so when he gives individuals these, these downloads where he shows us and teaches us that we can take that and we can actually go in and we can start warring for the victory. So we don't have to live by that curse. I love that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you know, I, I've been through divorce well, divorces and you know, the enemy, um, he always like um, he would try to, you know, intimidate me and say, well, you know, your kids are going to experience that and this and that. And I was like, oh, no, I know because I bind that curse of Come divorce up. Come up in Jesus name because my kids aren't going to have to go through what I went through. And when we start binding and, and we start loosening the power of God, that's when the walls got to come down that see the the thing is. The enemy can build invisible walls too, you know, yes. and a lot of times we don't even know we have those walls surrounding us that he can, he can trap us in and, and, and those that has an anointing, I'm talking to those right now that, that has um, gifts, prophetic gifts and, 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 and anointed and appointed. The enemy can trap us, block that in so that we can't use it and he'll keep us and he'll hold us in. And we're not aware of it. The Jericho mm. fast talks about how, you know, God can bring those walls down and for breakthrough. And, and that, and there's a part in my book that does talk about that. And um, so, you know, we got to be aware 
of the enemy. And we got to know that he loves to build walls. He loves to trap us in. He likes to back us up into the corner. He doesn't want God's children to be free at all. No, not at all. No. And the, the thing is that sometimes we can have a blind spot. That's, I think, some of the biggest problems that we can have is that sometimes we have this blind spot. So we're not looking, you know, if we have a wall that's over here on this side and we're we're always looking over here, you know, we're always looking over this way and there's a wall right here. Are we going to see that wall? No. Right. So, right. you know, sometimes it takes that prophetic insight. Sometimes it takes, that's why it's really important to fellowship and to have people who can see your blind spots. They can kind of come in and they can say, hey, listen, um, there has been this wall that's been erected that you need to you need to go to the Lord to and you need to you need to start to to pull down that wall. You need to start praying in coming out of agreement with it, because I, I truly believe um, when we look at those the walls of Jericho, you know, when the Lord started to um, to speak to uh, Joshua and he said that those walls are going to come down. Right. It took a Rahab. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's so. Good. And so what happened is that she was tired of that. And she knew, she knew that there was something that, that was going to shift. There was something that was going to happen. She knew those walls were coming down and she yeah. was afraid. And so what she did is she repented and she came into agreement and said, how can I be of service? And you know, what's so beautiful is because, you know, here, here she is a prostitute. How many times has God used a prostitute? Let me just, let's just talk about that for a second. So here he uses this prostitute who then comes into the lineage of Boaz, right? Right. I mean, cause when you like, come on now. How like, awesome is that? That and so there is redemption. There's redemption in with even those walls coming down. And you know, it's very interesting that she used a red scarf. And because yeah. it's the blood. It's always the blood. Everything points back to the blood. Everything that happens, if you look at it, there's always the red because it's always about the blood. Because doesn't that look like it? Like if you saw a red no. kerchief, right, from a no. distance. You know, you would see that above anything else because it's going to yes. be the blood that takes down those walls. Okay. So let's talk about, so you were talking about that, you know, you had these, these different things in your life and you said, no, these are not going to my children. These are not going to be passed through the generation. It ends with me. It stops with me. And in fact, I'm going to cut and sever that line. I'm going to pull down that wall. So let, let's talk about how you came in to this place where where you started to understand the importance of what fasting looked like, because we, we want fasting to really be something that's honorable to God without it being a showpiece for a man. Just say that right there. Yes. <laughs> Might right. as well. Right. Well, yeah. And see, the thing is, um, every, um, the beginning of every new year, I go on a 21 day fast and um, our church does it also. Yeah. And um, so um, I started to do the 21 day fast, the Daniel fast. Mm -hmm. And um, this is just so funny. Um, so the first year I did the Daniel fast, it was so hard. It was really, really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I remember a few people asking me, so um, um, what kind of fast are you doing? And I would say, I'm doing the Rota fast. Okay. And they looked at me and they were like, the road of fast, what is that? And 
the Rhoda fast was I was doing the fast for God that Rhoda needed to get rid of. You oh, understand? that's good. I need to get rid of me. I'm not going to be doing this fast just because my church is doing the fast, just because uh, my next door neighbor, my friend, my sister-in-law, my my um, husband. I'm not doing that fast for them. That's I'm doing so good. It for God, and mm -hmm. I'm doing the road of fast. So I remember, um, you know, just getting close, like with God, and every time I would do that, those fasts, I would see dramatic, dramatic changes take place. Like, I mean, unreal things, like big major breakthroughs. So the Lord um, began to minister to me. And this is, this is so awesome. And it was just last, it was not last year, it was a year before when he um, gave me the Jericho fast, the seven day fast. And um, he said to me, do this fast, try this fast, because I was going through a little thing in my life. And, and, and it just seemed like things weren't, you know, going too good. My, my oldest son, he'll get upset with me, but he was going through some things and, um, it was really hard and difficult. And, uh, I remember doing this fast and I remember after I got done that fast, I had seen immediate breakthrough and change come over my child. And I started declaring walls to come down in his life and, 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 and areas that he was battling with. And, um, I, I recognized it immediately. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. It's going to stop here. This is where I draw the line in the sand. And, um, I began to do this fast and I'm not, it was just incredible. It was just like, um, nothing I've ever experienced before. And the Lord said to me, I want this to be put down because this is going to be a book. And I was like, Lord, what? He's like, yes. He said, and I want you to call it the Jericho fast. The reason why he's like, he was telling me, he said, I'm going to remind the people that I am the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore, that I can do the same, that the grass may wither, the flowers will fade, but the word of God stands forever, that my word, my promises stand forever. And he said, a lot of times we forget what God had done for uh, the people in the Bible and we, we forget, we lose track and, and then we fall away from it. And God said, I want you to put this in a book and you're going to remind the people about the walls of Jericho for such a time as this. Wow. That's, that is, and I believe that's who we are. We are in such a time as this. And there are so many indications that this is not a coincidence it's not an accident even that your book because they're they're actually doing a jericho fast i think in D, is it in dc or is it in virginia it's either, it's, it's either virginia or dc but 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 what's so great about it is that there there's something you know when when god speaks he confirms his word Amen. And so when he's, you know, here, because you wrote this book, you know, you just wrote this book and you were like, well, you didn't even write the book. <laughs> you just got this download and you started to share it with some God. people. And what? yeah, but you got the download from God and then you start and then you kind of shared it with some people. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, this is going to be a book. This is going to be a book. 
because God knows exactly what people need. And there are a lot of people who they will dismiss a fast. Now I've done the Daniel fast and I got, I got to tell you the first time I did the Daniel fast. Um, I love coffee. I love coffee. And so, so my, my sister-in-law, she's, she's Coptic Christian. And um, so she would be able to have coffee and she would use non-dairy creamer. So I was like, I could do that. You know, I'll just use non-dairy creamer. No big deal. I'll suffer for a little bit. I'll do non-dairy. But what was really interesting is there was something inside of me that was like bothering with the coffee. I'm like, well, they didn't even have coffee back when Daniel did the fast, you know? So I was <laughs> I'm in the shower and I'm talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I go, can I have coffee? And this is what he said to me, Rhoda. He said, is it something that makes you happy? And I was like, yes, Lord. He said, and what did Daniel do? <laughs> Daniel did not eat anything that brought him pleasure. He didn't, he cut out anything that was pleasurable. Mm -hmm. It was, he ate just to survive, but he wasn't doing anything that gave him joy or comfort or anything. That's the part of him that he was killing. He was he was taking all of that away. Yes. And so when the Lord said to me, is coffee pleasurable? I'm like, well, that's the end of coffee. And so for 21 days, I did not have coffee. And guess wow. what? I survived. Yeah. I survived. So I know that as much as I love coffee, <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> and I love that you said that it was a rotafast. I love that. I'm on the road of fast. I'm, I'm going to start saying that. So what are you doing? I'm going to, I'm on the Lisa fast. I'm on the, I'm on the road of fast. I mean, and then <laughs> people like certain uh, members of my family, they would laugh at me and they were like the road of fast, you know? Yeah. But, but you know, it, it's, it's really, really, I, I really strong, like I strongly like suggest fasting. If you want to break through in your life, if you want to change in your life, if you want to shift, if you want to go like, um, you know, just deeper in your walk, you know, that's the thing is fasting. That's the whole thing, you know, and, um, it's the key. Well, okay. So when, when we start to think about as we, the, the whole point of fasting for a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that what they would do, people who would fast is that when they would fast, that they would take that time that they would typically eat a meal and they would actually spend it with God. Now imagine that, not just like saying, oh, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up that, but actually saying, no, no, in exchange for that time, for that time that I'm eating, or that time I'm on social media, or whatever it is, I'm going to actually go spend time with God. I'm going to go yes. and talk to him. I'm going to get myself immersed in the word. I'm going to start to have those difficult conversations because that's one of the things that we can do. We can keep ourselves so stinking busy that, yes. that God can't say, hey, I want to deal with this. I want to deal yes. with this. But there's a time. There's always that time. Don't you believe that, Rhoda? That yes. There's that time that God says, yeah, that thing that you've been like ignoring, that thing that you've just been trying to not let elephant in the room, so yes. to speak. We're going to talk about that and we're going to deal with that. So when, when would you like to do that? Because that's really what happens is we get this, this holy, um, like, oh no, I got to deal with that. And we never have to be afraid 
Because God does things because he loves us. Amen. He loves us. And so Amen. he always wants to do things and get rid of things because he loves us. Okay, so let's let's talk about what kind of breakthrough did you get when, when you did this? When you did, when you did your first Daniel fast, first of all, you learn how to how to eat like vegetarian, basically. Correct? Right. Correct. So um, it was a really long, long time ago. It was actually, I think it was in 2009. Oh, that's when I did mine. <laughs> yes. It yeah. was the first time I ever did it. And mm -hmm. um, I, boy, if anybody needed a breakthrough, it was like me. I, I had like my two kids, you know, and um, I was just asking God, you know, just I need a breakthrough. I need a change. I, right. I want to get better, Lord. I want to I want to grow closer to you, Lord. You know, I don't want to stay stagnant. I don't want to stay and living in um, the way I was living. And I just I need your help, Lord. Mm -hmm. I begin to surrender. Mm -hmm. And the, the first three days was really a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, and then um, the by the seventh day, um, I started to go like in these withdrawals and like sweating because of the sugars. And it felt yep. like I had the flu. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but I pushed through it, and mm -hmm. I remember doing that, and I didn't see anything happen, anything, um, right away, but uh, financially, I started to see things change. God started blessing me financially, and then as time went on. God blessed me with my Boaz, my Ooh. knight in shining, shining armor. And that's my husband. And we've been married for 11 years. We have three um, boys together and you, we have a, a blended family and um, God blessed me abundantly. And God even, you know, he even gave my little girl her desires of her heart. She would always say, mommy, I want a pink princess bedroom. And, and I would always say, you're going to get that. You're going to get that. And when um, I got married to my husband, she had a pink princess bedroom. And the Lord even heard my little two-year-old little heart's desires. And it's just, it was just a, such a tough time for me in my life. Yeah. And that's... And God gave me a breakthrough. That's so beautiful. And if he could do it for me, he could do it for you. He could do it for anybody. He's the same God, like I said, yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the Lord came through for me. And he he's using every setback, every attack, everything that I've ever been through for his glory now, for me to share my story, to encourage women out there, single moms, women that, that, that are looking for their Boaz. He's coming, you know, don't lose Come on. Don't give up. Trust in the Lord because God took me. He took a broken person. I was smashed down into a million pieces, but God came in. Why did he come in? It's because I surrendered. I had to let go of every hurt, every pain. I had to even let go of my past, of every rejection, every failure, and every lie that the enemy used against me. And I gave it to God. And when I let go, when I surrendered, and, and, and even through that fast, there was a lot of, lot of letting go, not just the food, but yet things that I was holding in my heart of unforgiveness, malice, all kinds of things. And, um, when I let go of that, God was able to move, you understand? And that goes for somebody, whoever's watching this right now, you know, 
I don't know why I'm saying this, but God wants you to let go. He's saying, let go. And when you begin to let go and let God, he's going to prevail for you. He's going to come through for you. Every wall that the enemy has has been trying to surround you with and building it up and, and using it against you, every lie, that they're going to come down and they're going to be your very stepping stones to cross over into your promised land. And tonight, just let go and give it to God. Give it to God and he's going to fight your battles. Absolutely. And, that, you know, that that was the whole thing. You know, God wanted to give them that territory, but those walls had to come down. Yes. Those walls, because, and they were unrighteous walls. They were unrighteous walls. So they had to come down. God is a God of righteousness. And Isn't that like now? Yes. Well, you know, and I wanted to talk about like there was this one part that you talked about that the angel showed up and you talked about that. And, and it was Joshua who said to the angel, he goes, are you for us? Or are you for them? Because the angel was there with his sword and he said, neither. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, oh he was there for God. He was there for God. He wanted God's will. He didn't care about the, the Israelites' will. And he didn't care about Jericho's will. He was there for God's will. Come on. Amen. He was, yes, he was. And I was like, whoa. Because you know what? There are so many things that we can we can say and we can do and we can proclaim and stuff. But you know what? God's will will be done. And when angels are involved, angels are sent to carry out the will of God. Yes, they are. And so when we start to see angels, oh, this is so good. When we start to see angels, um, we can know for a fact that it is God's will. That it is God's will that he's moving in a way that there are things that are being done, especially because when he's sending a warrior angel, there are things that are taking place in the spiritual realm. Yes. That's what that angel represented, that not only was it going to happen in the physical, but there yes. was also a spiritual battle that the Israelites didn't know how to do. Uh-huh. And so the angelic hosts had to come to take care of the things in the spiritual realm yes. that needed to be done. Because there yeah. was a sanctification that came. Oh, yeah. Because he oh, yeah. even said, he even said, kick off your shoes because this is holy ground. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, no, really, because think about it. When, when Moses encountered the flaming bush, when he encountered God and he said, remove your shoes because it's holy ground. Yes. There's, there's something that I saw in it is that. God doesn't want anything to disconnect us with him, not even a strap of, of a calf, because that's what the shoes were made out of. It was a yep. calf. It was, it was yep. cow, yes. it was some sort of an animal. And so he didn't want that leather touching his holiness. He didn't want anything dead touching his holiness. He wanted yep. his, he wanted his son to come forth. He wanted Moses to come forth and, he wanted Joshua to come forth. Yes. And they were the only two people ever mentioned in the Bible. Yes, to it take was. off their shoes. Their shoes. So yes. what is so awesome about this is that um, the both of those, Joshua and Moses was from the same time era. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, 
that the both of them wore those shoes walking around in some dead things. Oh, come on. Come on, preach. And when God parted that Red Sea, mm -hmm. and when they had a crossover, they were crossing over some dead things. Come on. And God had to remove the past. Come on. Remove those dead issues. Yeah. In order for them to go to the next level. Come on. Next step. And that's exactly what he's doing. I feel the anointing right now. Mm -hmm. That God is doing right now for somebody. He's saying, take it off. Shoot. Take it off. Get rid of it. Whatever it may be that is holding you back that's holding you captive, that you are unable to cross over, to, to stand on holy ground and, we're, and, and be underneath the almighty God, take it off because it is holding you captive. Yes. God is saying, you know what? I can't have anything to do with the, the, the things of your past. I don't want anything unholy, unclean where I'm at. And it's time that you take it off and when wow. we take it off when we begin to take it off that's when god his present the holy spirit can lead us and guide us and take us to where he wants to take us come not on where rhoda wants to go not where lisa wants to go not where any viewer who's watching us wants to go but where he wants us to go that's and so that's that was those instructions to those two main guys because he was getting his point across. Well, okay, let's let's take it one step further. Okay. Yes. So Moses was the one who encountered God. Yes. But it was Joshua that called. I mean, it was it, yeah, it was Joshua that God called mm -hmm. to pick up where Moses couldn't go. And so he said, he because he said, he said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. He says that earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and he says that I will be with you, that mm -hmm. I will go with you. Mm -hmm. And so Joshua now had his moment of taking off his shoes, of him encountering. And so, you know, we, it was the angel, angel of, of armies, right? Mm -hmm. So, commander, commander. Well, wouldn't that be Jesus? I'm just saying. Um, you know, a lot of <laughs> say that. And I believe, I believe it um, in my heart. Um, yeah. I believe it was Jesus. That's what I believe. And that's where I wanted to go. So I'm glad that we. <laughs> we're we're, yeah. on we're that, agreeing. Yeah. No, because yeah. think about it. Because angels, angels don't say that. No. But God does. Mm -hmm. Because he is holy. Exactly. He that's is holy. We're not supposed to worship any kind of angel. That's right. Know? That's and right. And it said, and it says that Joshua went to the ground yes. and worshiped him. Yes. And an angel would never, ever, mm -hmm. ever, 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 ever take the worship. Ever. Yes. Never. No. no. And that's what's so powerful. And that's why God was with them. And that's mm -hmm. why those walls were able to that's come down. That's right. That's right. And so when God gave these instructions to Joshua, Joshua, now listen to this. Step one, he had to look up. Yes. 
He had to look up. He had to look away from the problem. So look up Come tonight. Come on. Come on. Watching this. Look up. Look Come away on. from your problem. Look away from your situation. Come on. Now it's time we're focusing in. Let's focus in on God. Let's look up to the Almighty, Abba Father. Okay. Mm, so, so this good. is what was taking place. Number one, he had to stop what he was doing and look up. So Number good. two, he had to take it off. He had to take it off. He was standing in the presence of the almighty God. Okay. He Come was on. underneath. You know, th there's a song I can only imagine. I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard. Of you course. know, I can only imagine what, what would we ever do when we ever encounter the presence of the almighty standing face to face? This is what Joshua's, his experience was. He was standing face to face. Mm. And and he had to take he had to look up he had to take it off and then he was ready to move forward and when he took those instructions he had to apply them first we have to apply the word of God first to us to our lives before we go out and spread the gospel before we go out preach teach you know whatever we have to apply it first it has to we have to have the encounter first. Come on. Then we're able to lead. Then we're able to move forward. And so that's what would that's what happened with Joshua. He had the encounterment first before mm. the children of Israel did. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So Joshua was told from God that he would go with him so that Joshua would know he wasn't an orphan. Come on, that's good. Cause I didn't get that. That came from the Holy Spirit. He's like, he wasn't an orphan. No. He wasn't an orphan. He didn't have to worry. He knew where his protection was coming from. He yes. knew that he was going to be provided for, just like, just like with Moses. Amen. Moses was able to provide for all the Israelites through Moses. You know, they were taken care of. They were fed through Moses. They, that There were promises that were made. And so what, what God said when he called Joshua and said, I've called you now to be my mouthpiece. I've called you now to go forth and to bring the people into the promised land, into the promised land. You're going, you're going, don't look back. And these are just things that you're going to have to pull down. There are going to be strongholds. And I believe that in this moment, in this Jericho moment is where Joshua knew that he wasn't an orphan and he knew that God was with him and he knew that he could trust him and he knew he was crossing over. He knew it yes, he did. at the moment that those walls came down because it was a highly impossible thing, almost like opening up the Red Sea. Like these uh -huh. were big, like we, we're not talking like little teeny tiny blocks. We're talking yeah. walls of fortress, man. Yes. They were double walls. Too. Come on. Come on. They, they were so wide that they could ride a chariot and a horse on top of those walls. That's it. And where Rahab was, that she was on the outside of the walls. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't in completely into the city. And that's how um, they were able to get in. Come on. And, and um, what's so awesome about it is that um, when the spies were there, she hid them and she put the, um, it was like, uh, I, I guess it was like um, weed or something. It was like um, hay, I guess we would say now. Right. Um, and covered them. And um, she protected them. Mm -hmm. So that God even um, directed them. He knew what was behind those walls. That's he right. knew 
who was in those walls. Mm, Do you understand? That's so good. That's like us. He knows Mm -hmm. who's Mm -hmm. behind us. He knows what's, what's going on right now. He knows everything. Yep. And he directed them to the right place in the right time inside those walls. Mm. And you know, and I I also want to talk about, because like, you know, we're, we're talking about pulling down, we're, we're breaking through, we're talking about the fasting and the praying, but, but more importantly, what I really believe that, that is so beautifully written in your book is it really talks about our obedience. Like that's really Rhoda, where I feel like there, the, the biggest shift that came was that your obedience grew. Whatever he told you to do, wherever you were supposed to do, whether it was giving up something or praying into something or whatever that may be, your obedience, that relationship and that trust, it it grew in that fast. Yes. So really, obedience is better than sacrifice. Heck yeah, it is. You know, and say um, that again. (laughs) Obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay. That is something everybody needs to get to know. Yes. Seriously. Amen. And so the thing is, you know, when we can obey the commands of the Lord, Mm -hmm. we can be open and ready to hear what God has to say and begin to discern whether it's the flesh, the enemy or God, then then God is able to move us forward. Yes. A lot of times we pull back. The flesh pulls back. The flesh doesn't like us to deny anything that we crave the flesh likes anything that's wrong yep and see the thing is the enemy is the father of all lies yep. okay he's a he's the deceiver you know and so he likes to whisper in one ear and lie to us yeah and say oh well this fast isn't helping or whatever you're doing um it's in vain you might as well give up oh you know, maybe you slipped up. Maybe you 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 forgot you were fasting today and you went ahead and drank your coffee or whatever. You know, the enemy will want you to give up. Yep. But that's where, this is where the obedience comes in. That you don't give up. That's right. You press in, you press in even harder. You, you just keep digging and digging and digging. And then no sooner or later, you're going to find yourself right where God wants you to be. Come on. That's a good word. That's a good word. It's not about giving up. How many times that that um, that we're supposed to, you know, the enemy is like, because that's all he wants. He wants yes. us to be disobedient. He wants to be able to sway us just like he did with Adam and Eve. He wants to be able to use that sway yes, to pull does. them and get them off the direction of where they were supposed to be. And so that was the same thing because, you know, as the, as the, as they were quietly marching around the city, let's, let's, let's also put it that way too, because when they were marching around the city, they, it wasn't like, oh, no, it wasn't like that. No, <laughs> It was very quiet and they marched around the city and they were making, and they were shuffling the sand and they were moving and shifting because of that presence, that pressure, that pressure, that pressure. And there were things that were being done under the ground. There was some underground work that was being done that was shifting and moving yes. things. So as we pray, we're shifting, we're moving things in the spiritual realm that we don't even realize that we're doing. Oh, I just lost Rhoda. <laughs> well, let's see. 
Up oh, there we, you go. We are shift. I'm sorry. That's I had okay. a, um, interruption there. That's okay. Um, but yes, we are shifting and we are moving things. And um, when they were being silent, you know, that was that was hard. How much? Yes. I mean, come on, like you know, the flesh. We like to talk. We like to have our say. We like to do what we want to do. But they they couldn't do anything they wanted to do. In order for them to get their breakthrough, in order to see those walls to come down, they had to be obedient. That's right. There's where the obedience come in. When God told them not to talk, not to say a word, but march. And do you understand when they were marching, that that march, if anybody has ever been in a marching band in high school. Come on. Around the marching band. Come on. It's a rhythm. It's a rhythm. Come on. It's a rhythm. Come on. And they were in a rhythm. They were in one mind and one accord. They were agreeing. That's that it right there. That's coming it. Coming down. And when we are That's in right. rhythm with each other, come on. We can join together. And that's why they're doing the Jericho fast and, and march down in the White House and yep. over wherever he, um, I guess at the Capitol, wherever they're doing it, um, that they're coming together. They're making a sound Mom. that they don't even have to talk, but they're nope. shifting the atmosphere by what? Yep. By being obedient, coming together. And when we come together, it's a force. Come on. It's a force. And that's okay. what we're doing. Let, let's also talk about this, that everybody was important, yes. that everybody was needed for those yes. walls to come down. Nobody was excluded. No. Everybody was used. They, they sent the priests first. Come on. Come and, on. And, you know, they, like, you know, send Judah first. Yep. They yep. were sending the high ones before they were letting them come in before. That's it. Oh, I think we, well, we're going to see if we lost her again, <laughs> but that's okay. But that's what they were doing is that they, they were, they were actually, hold on. Let's just see if we can get her to come back. I'm just going to put her down. Oh, let's, oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, I don't have any sound. Are you there? Up. Okay. Can you hear me? You can hear me. Okay. Log out. Come back in. Okay. All right. We're going to just log her out. There we go. Okay. So when you start to think about all these different things that we've been saying and how God has been moving things, you know, we are in this time right now. We are in a season right now where everybody's voice is important. Everybody has a reason. Everybody has a, a place where they're going to be able to shift and they're going to be able to turn things, that there are things that, that God is doing, that he has sent to angels. And we're in this time and, and God is, even in the midst of whatever situation you might be going through, that God is going to use those around you to help to shift things. And as, you know, in her book, you know, the Jericho fast, you know, you're going to get those keys. She really breaks it down so that you can get the keys that that's going to help you to be successful in this fast, but also to give you the, the, the understanding, the understanding of, of what is necessary sometimes when, when you're fasting and it's, and to keep your heart and keep, and to be obedient. Cause there've been times that like I've fasted 
And I've only fasted a couple of days when I've actually gotten my breakthrough. I've actually gotten my breakthrough. So I, I just think that that's also something that we can understand that sometimes we will be in a couple of days as we start to kind of move into things. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, I got my breakthrough. And so that's where you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You always have to ask him, you know, well, how do you want me to do this? Or what should I do? You know, we always want to, like I said, as we were talking about earlier, we want to go back into that place of, of prayer. We want to go back into that place where we can we can just ask the Lord and to commune with him and we can you know start to see well what are the strategies because there were strategies in pulling down those walls it wasn't just something that they just marched no there were strategies with it there were things that that needed to be done there needed to be things that were set up in order for those walls to come down but when God has something that he wants to do when he wants to pull something down if he wants to break something and to remove it. It's, it's really about just being um, obedient and listening. It's that part of us listening and trying to, um, trying to see, you know, where he wants us to go. That's, that's one of the things I've noticed, especially, you know, when, when sometimes when God will ask me to fast, it's usually, I don't usually have to ask him. Usually sometimes he'll say, I want you to fast. And sometimes it could be something silly. It could be, I don't want you to eat any sugar. Or sometimes it could be, I don't want you to, you know, he doesn't usually say anything about coffee because he knows that's a really big one. But if, if he said <laughs> If he said it, I would do it. If he told me to do it, I would do it. I'm just waiting for Rhoda to come back on. And so up oh, here she comes. There she goes. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. There you go. Can yes, I hear you? Okay. I can hear not... you. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> So go ahead. So we were we were talking about how everything needed to be in unity. Everything needed to be in one accord. And that's one of the things I believe is um, there's been so much division in the church, especially in this time and this place. There's been a great divide. But yes, God, has. God hasn't changed his mind. God hasn't changed his mind. God knows what he wants. God understands the importance of what he wants. So he gets that. But there's, there's a laying down, I believe, in the church. And that's why I think this book is so important. Because I don't think yes. that you understand your, um, your weaknesses until you actually submit yourself to to almost to be, uh, I hate to say the word interrogated, but, <laughs> but I'm going to say interrogated by the Holy Spirit and say, okay, whoa, you know, we need to get rid of this. So let me get your full attention. So, so what, let me ask you another question regarding the book. Um, so we, we kind of talked about how you started to see financial breakthrough, but when did you, because I know that you fast periodically because you did talk about it in your book, you still fast periodically from time to time when the Lord calls you, but your fasting oh, yes. has gotten shorter. Is it because you're quicker to hear because your body is now used to it? Or do you feel that it it's just because, um, just because you, you just have this, a, a clearer hearing of what God is asking you to do? 
well, my body never gets used to fasting. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever get used to it. But um, the seven day fast is a, it's, it's a, a fast that calls for breakthrough. So why God told me to do seven days was because he was referring the walls of Jericho that it took them seven days for those walls to come down. And, you know, when God wants to move and, and he wants to see your obedience, he can do it within the first day, you know? And, um, but the reason why um, my fast went to the seven day fast. Now, now um, I do three day fasts. Sometimes I'll do um, the 21 day fast. Usually that's not, um, I don't do that a lot. That's only the beginning of the year. But the seven day fast, this Jericho fast, um, can happen anytime, whenever the Lord calls you to do it. You know, you just don't pick it up and say, you know, I'm going to fast. You know, you really got to pray about it. And there's got to be something that you really have a need, you know, that you need God to move. And that was like the walls of Jericho. Those those Israelites, they needed that wall to move, you know. Nothing was going to move it. No, there was no way the those walls were going to come down. So they had to go and do it God's way. So the the Jericho fast is a very powerful fast and and it's it's especially for if you need a breakthrough in your life. Okay, and the other thing that I did want to talk about um is one of the things that you did talk about is on day 7 that there was something that they did that was different. They weren't quiet. They shouted. No. They shouted and it was a shout of victory. It was a shout of a, we, we did this. It was a shout of, of deliverance. It was a shout of redemption. There were, and they blew their shofars. They blew their trumpets. They made a loud noise. I think they even clapped. I think, <laughs> you know, there were, there were all kinds of noises that came forth on the seventh day. So, so what, so what did what were some of the things that the Lord kind of talked to you about that? So our shout is our weapon. Mm -hmm. And the enemy cannot stand when we praise the Lord, when we shout out. When come on. Our praise comes up, the blessings come down. And so our praise is, is our weapon. And so when we begin to shout out, we might not have a horn on hand. But we do have our mouths. And when the Holy Spirit blows through us, when we begin to shout out, when we begin to call that that cry out for victory, the victory is in our shout. That's when, you know, you start seeing things begin to move and shift around. And so when they shouted out, when they begin to lift their voices, that it was so powerful that it shook the very foundations, the ground. And that's what is so important that when we end that that last day on the seventh day, that we got to shout out. We got to make that day count. We got to lift up the name of the Lord. We got to proclaim our victory already before it happens. Even even maybe it's happening right now, but you could be in the middle of your fast. Just hold hold on and wait for that seventh day. Wait for that shout. And that's when you see victory comes. The enemy does not like praise and worship. And our shout is our weapon. Come on. One and that's that's exactly what it is. It's our war. I always say worship when when it for Christians, it should really be spelled yeah. W A R. 
S-H-I-P. I really yes. believe that because worship is our weapon. And when people get yes, that, when, when they understand it, and the other thing that you talked about was prophecy. Prophesy to those things. Prophesy to that wall's coming down. Prophesy to that situation. Prophesy about your children. Prophesy about your husband or your wife. Prophesy about your parents. Or you prophesy about your siblings or your cousins or that relationship or that job. You have to prophesy. You have to speak to that mountain. Jesus said it. Jesus said, you need to speak to that mountain. And if you tell that mountain, he didn't say that we're supposed to just, you know, wish for that mountain to move. No, he said, you speak to that mountain. And if you don't doubt that it will surely be cast into the sea, you speak to that mountain. You speak to those walls. You speak to those things. That is, that's another weapon. And that is also part of our worship because we are proclaiming the promises that God has given us. Amen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, just don't back down, you know, and just nope. keep your praise and your worship. And, and remember, victory is in our show. Come on. Okay. So if people want to get your book, The Jericho Fast, they can actually go to Amazon and right now for a special 99 cents. Come on. For 99 cents, you can get a Kindle version. Kindle. Kindle for 99 cents. Okay, you guys need to share that with every single person. We're going to make sure that we have a link. I'll make sure that I put up a link. But um, we're going to start sending that link out. And for 99 cents, you can get your breakthrough. You can learn the, the things that the Israelites learned to take down those walls in your life, to pull down those strongholds that have been stopping and blocking you, to break through in areas that you felt that you just couldn't, and to take some land. Come on. Jesus is all about giving us back our land. Amen. He wants to give us back what's been stolen. And there have been a lot of things that have been stolen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Amen. So, and if, uh, yes, <laughs> and, I, and I just wanted to say, Rhoda, that if people are interested in finding you, that they can actually go to your website, which is uh, rotafadeal.com. So I have it here so people can actually go and find it. And you've been a busy little girl, haven't you? You've been running all over the place and being interviewed. And, and because it is for such a time as this kind of book. Um, it seems that everybody is uh, is wanting to have a little bit of uh, Rhoda in their life, huh? Uh, yes, <laughs> and a little, and, and a whole lot of Jesus, <laughs> and a whole lot of Jesus. Well, I think that Jesus is a part of the package. I don't, I don't think that's ever not part of the package. But, um, but yeah, I think your your book is really it's quick, it's easy to read. It gives you, um, and and it walks you through each of the days with biblical principles. It gives you scripture. It gives you a breakdown. It gives you some of the things that God has given you. So it's a great place for people who've ever wanted to, to do fasting. But if you've been afraid, this is a great way for you to start. And as you start, once you get into that fasting, because, you know, even Jesus says, you know, that some things just don't move unless it's through prayer and fasting. Just saying. Yeah. So, yes, yes. So this is this has been a lot of fun. You're a little powerhouse. Your book. I, <laughs> you know, I do preach. I am I, a minister. I know. So I, I, I know. I it's know. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me just to talk. You know, and I, mm -hmm. I just, I love to, you know, just let the Holy Spirit be obedient. But 
You know, you don't want to see me behind a, a you know, stage with a microphone. No, <laughs> that's well. That's that's all good. I think that is really good. So if people want to go to and connect with you on your website, they can go there. They can drop you a message. You can tell them, tell Rhoda that you met her on Touch by Prayer. Make sure that you go to Amazon. Let's blow up Amazon. Let's let's start getting copies for our friends because especially right now, a lot of people need some things gone in their life. There are some people that that really haven't um, submitted or committed. So this is um, a great way for them to to kind of understand the principles and the goodness of God. That's what I really believe. And and you know what? Um, like we are living in days kind of like you know the the days of old in the bible yes. days and you know right now you know um it's it's right now relevant the jericho fast is for right now you know it's it's for now now yes. is the time don't hold back don't wait another moment but but get get to the point in your life that you have had enough and we need god to move we need god to move in every area of our lives you know what i mean and so by us just setting back, we're not going to get anything done. Come on. And I believe this is a time that God is calling, you know, those prophets. He's calling his children to rise up. Now is the time that we need to rise up, rise yep. up. He's right. He's, he is raising up an army right now. He's calling us forth. And this is no time to take the back seat. No time to take all those lies the enemy's been throwing around. And this is the time that we fight back. How do we fight back? By with prayer and fasting. Come on. Come on. Well, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. This has been awesome. I'd love to have you come back, especially when you get your next book done. <laughs> Prophesying <laughs> a little bit over there. You um, are. <laughs> I am. Um, so we'd love to have you you come back on because I am telling you, you are a uh, plethora of information. And I really believe that that people can learn a lot from from some of the teachings that you have inside. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, I take that. I'm going to I'm going to grab a hold of that because you're not just the only one that has prophesied that. Um, um, even Jared, um, I forget, he's, uh, I don't, I forget his last name, but he has a, um, talk show and I was just on to it. Uh -huh. Um, and he had prophesied that he even said that to me. So, you know, I'm believing I'm holding on and, and trusting God. So there you go. I will be back. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. All right. Just hold tight. Uh, Rhoda, I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Hold tight. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I hope that this has blessed you. Make sure that you go out and you get a copy. Kindle, 99 cents. Seriously, cheaper than a candy bar. I think somebody actually wrote that. And thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you come and check me out. I do something called Crown Chats every morning. Come and listen because I have a word of encouragement, especially for what we're going through. I got some great guests coming up, so you definitely want to stay in touch. Drop me a line and just tell me that you've been enjoying Touch by Prayer because we always love to hear it. So remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.